Charlie and Katie talk with Deanna McLaughlin from Crime Stoppers on this special episode that features unsolved crimes. Maybe you'll have information that will finally help police solve these cases. All on this special two-part edition of Clarksville's Conversation. I didn't realize there were so many unsolved crimes in Clarksville. Right. Um, when I had requested updated information from the Clarksville the police, police Department, I knew we had a dozen, around a dozen, but it ended up being 16 unsolved homicides. And some are 16. 16. Wow. Some are newer and mm-hmm. some are very old. So we're going to talk, we're going to, we're doing in this series, we're going to talk about some of those. And the first two we're going to talk about, what were their names, Deanna? Um, Laburn Evitts uh-huh. and then um, Mr. and Mrs. Campbell. Okay. Well, let's, let's start with, let's start with Evitts. Why don't you tell us about that one, which you know a little bit. Okay, so uh, in the press release that came out from the Clarksville Police Department, on July 10th, 2020, the police were looking for a car in connection with the death of a pedestrian late that evening. Okay. And police reported that 77-year-old Laburn Evitts of Clarksville died in what the investigators were calling a pedestrian fatality. So what, what does a pedestrian fatality mean? When somebody is on foot or on a bicycle okay. and they get struck by the okay. vehicle. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Um, apparently this occurred, uh, near Providence Boulevard and Plum Street and police were at the time looking for a four door car that had damage to the front passenger side headlight area. They believe that the car was a 2016, 2017 or 2018 Nissan Altima. Do they get that kind of information from like witnesses and stuff? Yes. Yeah, I was just curious. Yes. And uh, also, I believe that there was a business in that area that had um, a camera outside okay. that they gleaned that information from. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and and really nothing has moved on that case since. Wow. Now, um, a few months ago, the family of Mr. Evitts went to the Nashville news media to try to get this uh, story back out in the public. And and they're just devastated. The, the fact that they still don't know um, who caused the death of their of, of their course, father. Yeah, of course they are. Do, do people call uh, you crime stoppers or the police um, just asking how they can help? I, I know we, there's a process a tips line process, mm-hmm. but when people just generally don't have a tip, but they want to help, do you ever get those kind of calls? No, but if anybody wants to know how they can help, they can uh, talk about these cases amongst their friends and and family. Maybe somebody knows something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's what's great about Crime Stoppers is oftentimes people are afraid to go directly to law enforcement and they may have a small piece of information that that is needed to solve the crime, and and that's what calling Crime Stoppers mm-hmm. anonymously or going through our app is, is there for. So now I know I want to go back to this. So this car that hit this gentleman did allegedly, they just, allegedly, yeah. Did they just leave him there? Yeah, it was a hit and oh, run. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Ah, uh, so someone found him. Right. Oh, I, that I that poor family. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw it recently. I mean, probably as recent as yesterday, the police department put out a public service notice that, hey, pedestrians, if, if you're crossing traffic, you know, especially at night, mm-hmm. don't wear dark clothing. Um, don't be on your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, be aware of your surroundings and, you know, try to cross at crosswalks if at all possible. But there, you've, you've probably heard there have been a series of pedestrians hit here in the last No, I hadn't months. heard that. Really? I, I told you I've been under a rock. Okay. 
Hmm. Well, get out from under the rock. But yes, it it has happened. Sort of. Uh, most recently, there was a 22 year old female that was struck and killed on Cunningham Lane and Fort Campbell Boulevard. Wow, that was, I think Monday evening. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I I think it's really important that we continue to get this information out, yes. refresh everybody's memory, and maybe be a be a help. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad we're doing this and that you're you're bringing a lot of this information right. to light for us. So if anybody has any information about um, this incident that occurred uh, back in, was it July? July 10th. July 9th, 2020. Yep. Almost a year ago. Please call 911 to speak to a police officer or call 931-645-TITPS, which is the Crime Stoppers number, and remain totally anonymous. And Crime Stoppers will pay up to $1,000 for any tip that leads to an arrest. And and the cases that we're talking about now, those are $1,000 reward cases. Oh, wow. $1,000 cash for mm-hmm. tips that lead to the arrest and or conviction of somebody out husband. there has to know that that vehicle, somebody out there knows that their friend's vehicle is dented now. And then it wasn't somebody right. knows right. somebody out there knows this right. unless they sold it since then. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, on January 4th, 2016, a man by the name of James Brown, um, was located at 831 Isaac Drive by Clarksville Police, that, and he had passed away in his residence from an apparent gunshot wound. Um, he, um, his residence, uh, like I said, was on Isaac Drive. He was 26 years old at the, the He's time. He's a youngin'. Yeah, at the time of his death. He had a nickname, J.L. Bay, B-E-Y, um, and there, there wasn't any more information developed after that, or if it was, it, it wasn't released um, to the public. Um, at the time, uh, Mike Ulrey was the detective mm-hmm. on the case, and um, the Leaf Chronicle ran a pretty big story on it. Um, but nothing has developed, and that's why we're bringing this back up. Um, this case is featured on our ClarksvilleCrimestoppers.com website. There's a picture of the victim there. If anybody has any information about this case and they don't feel safe going to law enforcement, that's what Crime Stoppers mm-hmm. is for. You can make an anonymous tip at 931-645-TIPS. You can also hit a, a button on our website and do a mobile or web tip. Um, there's also an app on the Google Play, um, the P3 app, and all of those tips go to um, a call center or a resource center centralized for all crime stoppers, and then it's pushed back to the appropriate jurisdiction. Um, tipsters are assigned a number. Nobody ever knows who you are. Yeah. You're a number. Mm-hmm. So uh, how closely does crime Stop- stoppers work with local law enforcement? I mean, you mentioned a d- detective a few minutes ago. How, how often do you guys talk or how do you share information other than the, the private tips? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you guys talk? So what happens is when there is a crime that law enforcement is seeking assistance with, they put a press release out and we get all of those. We're copied on all of them, whether it's from Austin P, whether it's from the Clarksville Police Department or from the Sheriff's Office. We get those press releases and then we push them out um, on our, our Facebook, which is the fastest way for us to push information yeah. out. Yeah. And oftentimes people will share the information from there on their Facebook pages. Um, otherwise, 
we have never met some of these uh, investigators. Yeah. Um, we do on our board have ex officio or non-voting law enforcement members that help. They're kind of like the, the liaison between us and the agency. Yeah. So we have Roger Carroll from the Clarksville Police Department. We have Cheryl Ramsey from Austin P. We have Tim Harp and Rory Kennedy from the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office. But basically, when we receive a press release, we push that information okay. out through our mm-hmm. through our resources. Okay. Great. So we have another one that you said was, it's kind of got an interesting twist that we're going to talk about. Yes. So um, this hap- this case occurred on April 25th, 2012, and the victim's name is James Stacker. And on April 25th, the Clarksville Police Department responded to the intersection of Locust Street and Chapel Street, which is in the New Providence area. And they located Mr. Stacker, who was 26 years old at the time, with a apparent gunshot wound. And apparently the vehicle that, that may have come from was a blue Chevy Cavalier. And the gunshot wound left him paralyzed from the chest down. And then three years after he sustained the injuries, he he died as a result of his injury. So this was classified is classified as a homicide because of that. The, the the gunshot wound on that day caused him to lose his life that many years later. Wow. And this one happened on Locust and I saw it, Locust and Chapel Street. That's kind of downtown area, is it? It's Boot Hill area. Okay, Boot Hill area. Okay. Um, and how police ended up um Arriving at the scene is there were several 911 calls. So people heard, so somebody heard gunshots. Something. So somebody has some kind of information yeah. about this case. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just, just like when you, with any of these unsolved homicides, there are remaining family members and friends that just mm-hmm. would like some closure. Well, let's talk about Mr. and Mrs. Campbell. Okay, this case I remember, um, I was not even involved with Crime Stoppers. Uh, or anything close to it when this happened, but um, this happened pretty close to where I live. Um, and it was um, on January 28th, 2020, or 2010 rather, William and Ina Campbell, an uh, older couple, uh, lived by themselves in the home they lived in for a long time. Um, due to health reasons, they slept in separate rooms, but when friends and neighbors couldn't get a hold of them, um, a neighbor who had a key to the house went in and found them murdered in their beds. And do they know how long they'd been there? Um, they were, I think that they thought it had been within 24 hours or so, but um, it, they had both had gunshot wounds that, that caused their death. And um, from everything that I had read, it seemed like a very tight knit neighborhood there. And the fact that, um, mm-hmm. Nobody heard it. Nobody, nobody heard anything. Nobody um, saw any vehicles coming or going. And for a while, I had heard that law enforcement had knew knew who might be involved. But in a lot of these cases that are unsolved, having a hunch without having the facts to tie everything together will not. It won't hold develop up in court. a case mm-hmm. exactly. So um, anybody who knows anything about, um, this case, um, there, they lived over on, um, oh my gosh, I just lost the name of the the Jackson road, Yeah, Jackson road, Mm -hmm. which is in the, uh, old Bel Air subdivision. And, um, and this one was back from 2010, Charlie, 2010. 2010. And then, um, Nashville news media picked it back up in 2018 um, and spoke with some of the neighbors or people who um, were part of finding them that day. 
And um, actually, the detective on the case is now a sergeant um, in District 2 for Clarksville Police Department. And, you know, I'm sure he would like to get some closure right. on this case, too. I mean, death of somebody is devastating. But an older couple, you know, in the, the, the retire, late retirement years of their life, minding their own business at home, you know, asleep. Was there <laughs> yeah. any... Do you, and you might not know this, was there any evidence of a break-in or robbery or anything like that? From what I read, they didn't appear to see anybody Hmm. who, any way that somebody would have broken or let themselves in. So chances are somebody that was possibly known or they were, they were asleep. And somebody had a key, something. Possibly. Mm -hmm. So these cases that we're discussing and, you know, they're from different years, different, different type situations. Is there anything listed on the Crime Stoppers pages? Where can people get more information just to help Mm -hmm. if they think, well, maybe I kind of remember something, but I need a little more to jog my memory. So all of the cases that uh, are unsolved homicides are listed on the Clarksville Crime Stoppers website. And there's actually a tab that's uh, tabbed unsolved murders, and they're listed in chronological order with the newest to the oldest case. Um, In some cases, we were able to post a picture of the victim. Um, we have three cases where uh, they're so old that there there's not a picture in the case file, so we weren't able to add those. But I mean, when you read the when you hear about things like this, and you can put a face with the crime, it makes it more mm-hmm. real yes. and more yes. concerning. Right. And and the picture posted of this couple, you know, they, they look like everybody's grandparents. Yeah. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Well, I sure hope they find who did this. Well, hopefully doing doing these type series podcasts and just talking and discussing these and getting them back out in the light will po- possibly help. Right. You know, and, and if you may have thought of something years ago about any of these cases and thought, oh, it's probably not anything, go back to that instinct and go ahead and report it. Because who knows? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't know what other evidence they have that they might be able to link that Tied to. together. Can, mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit more about I know you can be anonymous, you know, with your tips and all this, but how can you, you know, you tell people that, that are afraid to be involved, that are afraid to get involved, how can you tell them it's okay and, and that they're going to be fine if right. they help? So by reporting a tip through Crime Stoppers, nobody ever knows your name, your number's not traced, your email address isn't obtained, no information about you is obtained you are given a code, a, di- a, a mm-hmm. numerical code, and that's how you are referenced from that point forward. Okay. And it's up to the person that reports the tip to keep that code and check back through the P3 website to see how how the tip is progressing. In some cases, it, it could take several months for investigators to vet through a tip. So you know, if you call a tip in and you have a code, please be patient. Please check back often because we don't know who you are. We're not contacting you to say, hey, we have your reward. It's up to the person that submits the tip. Download Clarksville's conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.